0: Hi, you're listening to the podcast of Victory Santa Rosa. We pray that this message encourages you on your journey of faith in Jesus. We'd like to invite you now to stand with us as we read the word. We're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Peter chapter 2, we're going to read from verses 4 to 9. We're still in our series called Stable and Sure. In fact, we're going to conclude it today. This particular year, uh, this year we focused, you know, we focused on the idea that Jesus is the cornerstone. In February, we talked about Him as the cornerstone of our lives, that we would build our lives on Him and around Him, that we would align our lives completely to Him as the cornerstone. Now, this time, we're also talking about Jesus as the cornerstone, this time of the church, of the church, and that the church would build on Him, Him being the foundation and the cornerstone, and that we would build around Him that the, the direction, the purpose, and everything that we do here in church is also aligned to Him. And thank you for those of you who participated with us just the past uh, week in our three-day prayer and fasting. rito sumabay doon sa prayer and fasting? that's that's really good uh, to be able to see many of you here participated in that. This is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. It says here, As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Lord, thank you that this is who we are as the church. We're a chosen race. Lord, we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We're a people set apart for you. And we're called of you, God, to be able to proclaim your excellencies to the rest of the world. Lord, thank you that you are the cornerstone of the church. And our lives, the whole direction of the church is built on you and aligned to you. Lord, thank you. We receive that grace, that truth, that reality for us, Lord, as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats. As we've talked about the church being the cornerstone, I hope that enables you to feel a lot more stability. You know, nothing that in this world, nothing that would happen in this world could ever overcome the church. In fact, it's the opposite. The the gates of hell shall not overcome the church. The church is advancing against the gates of hell. So when it comes to everything that's happening in the world, the church is always well. You know why? Because Jesus is its head. Jesus is its foundation. Jesus is its cornerstone. And Jesus is its builder. Jesus is the one who grows the church. And that should give you a sense of stability and certainty. No, um, you know. And part of our discussion last week, our conversation last week was this: we said, if the church understands who she is, then she can live out who she's called to be. If the church understands who she is, then she can live out who she's called to be. And we we would like to be able to understand the church even better today. Now, I, I remember a quick story. I remember when uh, I graduated, my, my wife and I were we were classmates in college for all of our four years. Paraio po kaming physical therapist. So towards the end um, you know, we graduated April of nineteen ninety-six. Now, after graduation, I still had to do a lot of makeup duties. I had uh, I had, you know, I, I had to go to our different centers because there were certain days that I had to make up for. In fact, that took me almost two months to or more than two months to be able to finish. We took the board exam around, uh, I think it was early August. Early August when we took the board exam, Saturday, Sunday, during that first weekend. Now, the week prior, I was still volunteering, uh, not volunteering, making up, doing my makeup duties in Manila Doctors' Hospital. So I went to the clinic, the usual. I would give respect to my clinical supervisors, and I would go about doing my, uh, my, my practice, my clinical practice. But my perspective then was still as a student. Finishing up my makeup duties. But then the following week, Wednesday, I came in to Manila Doctors' Hospital. The result of the board exams already came in that morning. For some reason, the way I walked into that hospital was a bit different. I carried my shoulders more. I was not stooping down. It was different when I talked with my clinical supervisors. It was like I'm talking to them from as a professional to a professional. When I did my clinical duties that day, it was different. It carried in it a greater level of confidence. Now, come to think of it, it's only been a week since last week that I came in as a student. But now, because of a new identity, being a PT professional, now having passed the board exam and presumably having my license, then that changed the way I behaved, I acted, the way I thought, the way I carried myself. When the church understands... That Jesus is our foundation and our corner, cornerstone. We approach the world with greater confidence. The church is a force to reckon with in any city. The church is going to overcome. The kingdom of God will continue to advance through the church. We are victorious. We are advancing and the Lord Himself works through us to be able to use you as salt and light to be able to change that part of your world. That's who we are as the church. And once again, the Apostle Paul, in many ways, affirms that. Uh, sorry, the Apostle Peter affirms that in, in, in the passage that we just read. Now, part of our description of our worship services, and I'd like to share this with you, uh, is this: that our worship services, the the way we do our worship services on a Sunday like this, is that we come into the worship service as a worshiping community and are sent out as a witnessing community. This comes from our worship liturgy document. Natin po as victory. Now that those two words, worshiping commu- phrases, worshiping community, and a witnessing community are actually do- the same two things that we will discover in First Peter chapter two, verse four. Let's go to verse four now. As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious. Now that's important. That phrase, chosen and precious, because that's the same phrase that's used uh, in Isaiah when it talked about the cornerstone. So as you come to Him, that's Jesus, He is a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. Now, I could understand why Jesus is a living stone. You know, He is full of life. So He's like, what? Living stone. Ah, okay, so that cornerstone is a living stone. Okay? And then it says further, verse 5, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, in the same way that Jesus is a living stone, a living cornerstone, we are also like living stones being built up together with Him. Now, in the Jewish culture, the definition of a living stone is simple. A living stone is any stone that's connected to another stone. Say, for example, in a structure, in a a building, So when you see a stone on the wayside, that's a dead stone. But you and me, we're living stones because we're connected to Jesus. Now, part of our theme for our two prayer and fastings this year, January and just this past week, is the whole idea of abide. The whole idea of Jesus saying, I am the vine, you are the branches, abide in me. So the idea of being a living stone is abiding in Jesus. You remain connected to the source. So if you remain connected to Jesus, you are a living stone and his life flows to you and flows through you. And this is important because he is building us up as a spiritual house. Now, that whole idea of the spiritual house, again, that word is oikos. You probably heard that before. It means household. So it's actually interesting that when, when Peter talks, now we, we talked about uh, the Apostle Paul from last week, right? And then now we're talking about the Apostle Peter. But they're actually saying the same thing. We are a spiritual house, and that word "oikos" means three things. First, it refers to a building. Second, it refers to a uh, to, uh, to a uh, what we call that to a place where people are or where your family is, and then it also refers to the household, to the actual people. So, first lesson from this passage is that as Jesus is the cornerstone, we become living stones that are being built up into a spiritual house. This spiritual house is, if you remember from last week the same three descriptions that we had. It's the household of God. It is the temple of God, the actual structure. It's also the dwelling place of God's presence. The same word, oikos. Now you'd actually think, okay, ito, ah. the Bible really looks inspired. Okay. <laughs> no. Having said the same thing from what we read from last week, ay, from, from last Sunday, and then now again from two different authors of Scripture, that the church is the household of God. The church is the temple of God, the temple of the Lord. Uh, and then finally, it's the dwelling place of God's presence. The same word, oikos. Now, a quick description. Um, have you, you know, we know these phrases, home, sweet home, or no place like home. When I refer to your home, I'm actually, I could actually be referring to three things. I could be referring to your house, the actual structure where you live. So, mo rito? home? Where's your home? So, I could be referring to your house. Then I could also be referring to the household, to the people who live in that house. That's your home. That's what makes home a house, a home. The family that lives there. And then finally, I could also be referring to the relationships. When we think about home, when we think about the idea there's no place like home, we actually remember the relationships. So the idea of the oikos, when the scriptures talk about the oikos being the spiritual house, That the Lord Jesus Himself is building, Him being the living stone, and now us, connected to Him, we are living stones alongside with Him, being built into a spiritual house, an oikos. This oikos is the dwelling place of God. This oikos is the temple, and this oikos is the household. That's us, all of us. That's the church. That's the church. We go to the next passage, next verse. In verse 5, You yourselves, it says there, right? Like living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. And then it says to be a holy priesthood. So now, Peter introduces a new phrase. We are the spiritual house, the spiritual oikos. But now we're also a holy priesthood. What is he referring to? A holy priesthood, you and me. And he is referring uh, not, not just to the priests, but actually to all of the people in the church. The same living stones that he talked about being built into a spiritual house, he referred to them as a a holy priesthood. Now, think about it for a moment. Priesthood. Take a lam. Parika. Yes, yes, you. Last week we said we're saints. Now we're saying we're priests. Oh man. Now this is really new. But you and me, we are a royal priesthood. You and me, as believers, we are. Now, in the old testament, you can only be a priest if you're part of the tribe of Levi. And very exclusive if you come from the line of Aaron. If you're not coming from the line of Aaron, you're illegitimate. In fact, in their day, in their day, uh, for them, after they were exiled already to Babylon, when they began coming back to Jerusalem and to rebuild the temple and then to rebuild the walls, part of the idea was to register. From which tribe did you come from? And then, for those who would be able to serve as priests in the temple, they would have to be able to follow their lineage. All the way from Levi. Oh, sorry. All, all, all the, um, it, it has to come through that. Okay, Kailangan doon galing. From the tribe of Levi and from the line of Aaron. Otherwise, you cannot serve as a priest in the temple. But now in the New Testament, Peter is talking to us and telling us that we're priests. How can that be? <coughs> Because Jesus is the high priest, like Aaron, and we now come from the line of Jesus. Does that make sense? We come from the line of Jesus. Our lineage is no longer with the first Adam, as First Corinthians would refer. We are now at the our lineage is now with the last Adam. The first Adam, that's original sin. The last Adam, that would be Jesus, and his lineage is holiness. His lineage is righteousness. When you were born again, when you put your faith in Jesus as the son of God, when you surrendered your life to him and received what he's done for you at the cross, in that moment, the Lord has cleansed you, forgiven you, and given you a new lineage. You now come from the lineage of Jesus and Jesus is the new high priest, which is why now we are a holy priesthood. Now let me describe that for a moment. In the Old Testament, you know, this was the function of the priests. They connected the people God, They represented the people to God. But the only way for them to be able to do it is to offer sacrifices. So, for example, a person would want to worship God. He would bring a a lamb. And then the lamb is presented to the priest. The priest takes it and then uh, kills it, sacrifices it, and then that person is now connected to God. That's the role of the priest. That's in the Old Testament. But with Peter's description now, it's a different thing. This is what that looks like. We are the believers, now the priests. And the sacrifice is Jesus. So now we as believers connect to the rest of the people out there, the lost people of the world, so that they can be brought to God through Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? That's now our function as priests. We are the ones who bridge, we represent God to the world, to the people. And we help the people come to God through Jesus Christ. Now, this comes to an even greater sense when we see the rest of the passage. But, you know, the, but all of that to say that we now have become a holy priesthood who offers spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Kanina, we've learned that we are living stones. Now, we've learned we are a royal priesthood and we offer acceptable sacrifices to God in Jesus Christ. We're gonna go back to the idea of sacrifices in a short while, you know. Just this Friday we had a chance to break breakfast together. Nasubukan nag-agahang kami. Okay? Now again this is the staff we broke fast in different places iba-iba kami na mga lugar, okay? Ah uh, tapos natuwa lang ako no makita ko tong mga picture na to kasi na-realize ko Lord, eto talaga yung Lord. O, thank you po sa community na to. These are our staff members for both Nuvali uh, for both Nuvali and uh, the Robinson side. And I I realize, Lord, thank you for family. Thank you Lord for the relationships. And we even have a chance of able to break fast together Now, to to be able to strengthen that. The reason why I'm mentioning that is because part of our role as a community is to be living stones. This is me trying to connect to these fellow living stones. I'm connected to Jesus as the source, but I'm also connected to fellow believers. But in addition to that, we offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God. Every fasting, we sort of have a tradition as a staff to go around the city of Santa Rosa and just pray for the whole city and pray for the campuses. So these were the guys, uh, you know, praying here on the Novali side. So naghate dun sa may Robinsons na area ng mga campuses at Novali na area ng mga campuses. And we went around and prayed for these campuses. We prayed in front of these campuses. Believe God for a harvest from these campuses. Ask God for a breakthrough in the work that we're doing in each of these campuses. Those prayers are acceptable to God. These are living stones offering up spiritual sacrifices. These are living stones being a spiritual house, functioning as priests, standing in the gap, standing on behalf of the people who have not yet believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and bringing them up in prayer. That's amazing. Guys, thank you so much. Mark, good job. Okay. (laughs) Amazing. That's us. Now, let's jump to verse 9. The, the passage that we just read, Peter describes the church. Then he gives us an even greater description of the church. He says in verse 9, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. We won't go into each one of those descriptors now because that is a whole sermon in and of itself. Pero Inulit-ulit ni Peter. Sinabi niya, royal priesthood. Ito kayo. This is who you are. And part of the role of the royal priesthood is, the latter part of that passage says, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. So aside from us coming as living stones, being a spiritual house, offering spiritual sacrifices, that's worship, God also called us to proclaim His excellencies, that's witness. We come to God, worship, spiritual house, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God, and then we go to the world, witness, to proclaim the excellencies of Him. Question, is God's work in your life excellent? Is it admirable? Is it remarkable? Is it fantastic? Is it fantabulous? Is it, I I don't know how else to describe it. Is it marvelous? Is it, whoa, is it awesome? Is it excellent? Is the work of God in your life excellent? Because if not yet, then we challenge you. Christianity works. If you don't come to the conclusion immediately that it does not work simply because you've not experienced it yet. No. Press in. Up, you know, be desperate for God's presence. How far have you desired God's presence? Pastor Ian mentioned a while ago, the sacrifices of God are a broken and contrite heart. Are you broken before the Lord? Is your heart contrite? Is your heart surrendered? Have you approached him with such a desperation so that God may finally reveal himself to you and to your family? Because if you have not yet done all of that, then do not give up on Christianity. Do not give up on your faith because the Lord is real. God is real. And His work in our lives is real and excellent. And I pray that you might experience it. I pray that you might experience it. You should experience it because it is awesome. And then we can be a witness. Because now you can say, a witness is an eyewitness. You've experienced it yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yang struggle mo na oh, oh, the Lord set me free from that too. I went through that too. I grab it. Restoration of family, the best. Si Lord John, wala nang, wala, wala nang sa pamilya ko pero ito, binaliktad ni Lord God. God brought healing and restoration to my family. Man, I I never would have imagined that the, that our family life could still be restored in this way. Purpose? Oh, come on. I used to wake up every single day meaningless, but now I'm filled with God's purpose. I'm excited and I know God will empower me to fulfill his purpose. Hope for the future. Oh, yes. The Lord, the Lord holds my future. Therefore it is secure. My life is built on him as the cornerstone. Therefore my future is secure and so on and so forth. Proclaim his excellencies. First, experience the excellencies of God's work in your life. I pray that it would be different. Different from such that, you know, I've tried every other religion, I've tried every self-help book already, I've gone to different social groups, yet all of them were empty, but only in Jesus Christ have I experienced this kind of life. And I pray that that would be your experience too. Aside from that, He called us out of darkness into His wonderful life. So the contrast of our previous life with our current life is so different, so different. If that is not your experience, press on. Press on in God's presence. Press on in your walk with God because the Lord has marvelous things prepared for you and your family. We were brought out of darkness. and you, you, you see the phrase called out. Again, that's in reference to the whole idea of the church, the ecclesia. We were called out. That's what the word ecclesia or church means as translated in the New Testament. We were called out, called out, called out of darkness. Okay, into his marvelous light. Oh, oh, that's why it's excellent. The contrast is so huge. It's so different. It's literally night and day. It's black and white. Oh, yeah. And the God's marvelous light is like the unapproachable light is full of photons and energy. <laughs> There you go. I I don't know how else to describe it. It's just full of light and life and everything else. It's like the sun that brings life to all of the earth. It's it's awesome. There are no secrets here in the marvelous light. There's no fear, no shame. It's awesome and amazing. God has brought me from that darkness into this marvelous light. The church proclaims the excellencies of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. I know it's it's a mouthful, no? Those three statements I gave. But I pray you'd be able to follow it. Living stones, number one. Royal priesthood, number two. And then the result of being a spiritual house, a living stone, and a royal priesthood is that we worship Him. Spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. And then we proclaim His excellencies. We witness for Him. Back to the same this definition that we gave. We come to the worship services, to the worship service, as a worshiping community. So when we come together and then we are sent out as a witnessing community. Now, just a quick application. Quick application for you. Where do we begin? Well, we begin with those two words, worship and witness. Worship God and be a witness for Him. Papaano? Could you kindly just give me a few maybe practical things? Well, In fact, it's interesting because the passage gives us very practical things. If you go back to verse 5, it says there, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Did you know that in the New Testament, in the Old Testament, those sacrifices were blood sacrifices. But in the New Testament, it's quite different. These are the sacrifices in the New Testament. Just a sampling. There's several. But I just pointed to Romans 12.1. Paul would say, I appeal to you, brothers. I can't read it anymore. <laughs> I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. Which is your spiritual worship. And then Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. When you think about that, ah, okay. So when you think about worship and witness, this is where I could begin. Yes, a sacrifice of praise. First, your life, a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were dead. You gotta kill them, offer their blood, burnt offering, then a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In the New Testament, us living sacrifice. Buhaika. Pero yung buhay mo, sakripisyo. Hindi. Yung buhay mo, it's an offering unto the Lord. okay Hindi naman yung sakripisyo na nahihirapan. Yung buhay mo, it's a daily thing. You know what? Uh, i would I would love to die for my wife. I'd be willing to take a bullet for her. But she told me, no. Okay, please don't take a bullet for me. I want you alive. Because what's more important than me dying for her is for me to live for her every day. That's a better thing to live for her every day that I would serve her every day I would love her I would love our family I would you know, I would stand guard over my home and so on I would live for her every day Same way with God Yes, it's great to be able to die for God and be a martyr and so on and yet it's even greater to be able to live for Him every day a living sacrifice and then you give a sacrifice of praise acceptable to the Lord Hindi na kailangan ng burnt offerings kasi si Jesus na yon Tayo, magpe-praise na lang tayo sa ginawa niya for us and finally, good deeds and generosity. Things that we could do for the people in order to be a witness for them and eventually to bring them the gospel. I think this happened around three weeks ago, uh, with our Santo Domingo, Santo Domingo National High, Science High School. And we had an opportunity to continue to serve the students on site na. my distancing lang, pero we're still serving them. And I love the fact that we had more than 20 students at the victory weekend just last week last weekend no this was last weekend and again mark to the rest of our campus team thank you so much for the work how many people were there students 26 students went through the victory weekend come on that's awesome i, I love this particular one you know ito pong tatlong to Ah, sorry these are nephews and nieces of uh was that um is that Gary and Wows i think or oh, the one's who design our office at robinsons so they invited their nephews and nieces brought them through the one to one and now they're here at the vi- oh sorry they're here at the Victory Week and now. So, natutuwa ako para namin, ako, Lord, salamat po rito sa opportunity na to to be able to serve. Lord, to be able to see this happen. This is us being a witnessing community. This is us being a witnessing community together. And you know, that the Lord would use us to proclaim the excellencies of Him, of how God brought us from the darkness into His marvelous light. To conclude, no? As the cornerstone, Jesus builds up the church as a spiritual house that worships Him. And it's a witness for him. I'd like to invite everyone to stand up. This is who you are. You're a spiritual house. We're living stones together. God called us as a holy priesthood. That's who we are. And our job, to worship him. And to be a witness for him. We worship him. We offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. And then we go back into the world to proclaim his excellencies. Of how what God has done for us. What he has done to bring us from darkness into his marvelous light. This has been the Victory Santa Rosa podcast. To see more church updates, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Victory Santa Rosa.